Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number seven of the NFL season, Wiz, and uh, a little bit different set of circumstances for fantasy players this weekend, Wiz, with six teams on a bye week and a number of players injured. Yeah, no question about it. A lot of scrambling going on here. You just made a trade. You uh, attacked a 2-10 and ten team. Um, incredible stuff that's going on here. Uh, <laughs> trades made right before the podcast. It's, it's incredible. I mean... What, what's uh, what's happening with uh, you know, Howie? Yeah, Howie's having a rough uh, go of it in one of the leagues, the old Z-Man. But uh, I don't know if I picked the bones here. I tried to get Latavius Murray because I have James Cook in the deal. Uh, and this 2-10 and ten team uh, said, uh, unfortunately, he needs to start Latavius Murray. So I couldn't even get the backup uh, that I wanted to in the deal. But I did get Tua. So I'm excited about very, that. Uh, very, very rare that a two and ten team trades the potential MVP in two, though. That's probably <laughs> a little strange, but that's uh, that's that's him. So, uh, all right, let's get to uh, let's get to the gambling uh, wagering aspect of our podcast, uh, games and prop bets. And I'm going to make this real easy and then turn it over to you. I only have one game that I really feel strongly about this week. There were a couple of games that I was looking at, but my game, Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to lay the three points against the Lions. I like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's he's good player and he's going to have a great career. But I, I think the ground and pound element gone from the Lions. They become much more of a finesse team. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to have time of possession like they've had in some of these games. And that's really the the, the Ravens' uh, forte, if you will, is really um, – is really ground and pound, keeping time of possession with Lamar Jackson running the ball. So all that said, my one game this week is going to be the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm laying three points. So I actually have that game, Wiz. Uh, there is weather involved in that game. It's going to be a little bit windy. Uh, you mentioned Jameer Gibbs, who's slated to be the lead back with uh, David Montgomery out. Uh, Jared Goff's been playing well, even on the road. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of wind in that game, Wiz. Uh, so I am going with the under. Uh, 43 is the over-under. A little bit of wind in the game. A uh, couple of other reasons. I think there's, you know, overall, the Ravens have been playing very, very well on offense. Uh, they're coming back from London this week. Uh, unusual that they decided to pass on the bye week this week. I guess for some reason they thought they were given a choice and they decided that they didn't want to have the bye week at this point in time. So they are playing uh, this week uh, after being in London last week against the Titans. Uh, there were a couple of... Uh, Efforts in the red zone last week where they were unable to put the ball in the end, into the end zone. Detroit's a much improved team defensively. I, I just I, I like Baltimore in this game too, Wiz, so I would agree with you on that one. I just think this is kind of be a lower scoring variety type game. You know, maybe maybe something like a 23-17 type game, that sort of thing. So I'm going under 43 in that particular game. Uh, I have two other games, Wiz. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Dolphins plus three against uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia looked terrible last week. Um, I don't know what was going on in the second half. Uh, Miami certainly brings a different dimension offensively. The offensive line for the Eagles is a little bit banged up. Uh, I know that Miami is on the road, but they have just been averaging basically double what every other team is averaging per play offensively in the NFL until somebody can stop them. Uh, let's see if that can be done. I think the, the one place where Philadelphia has been vulnerable is where we've seen that happen over the last couple of years is against the run, and that's not necessarily 
uh, how the Dolphins are going to try to win the football game. But I think that you'll see a lot of these kind of bubble screens and getting the ball on jet sweeps to people. So I, I just I like the Dolphins in this game. I think the Dolphins are going to win the football game. So plus three Dolphins. And unusual record here with Mike LaFleur since he's been coach of the Green Bay Packers after a bye week uh, since 2019, the Green Bay Packers are 21-6. and six. That's their record uh, after a bye week. So they're playing Denver this week. They're laying a point. They, I think they had a week to get a little healthier. Uh, I think Denver's got all kinds of problems. Uh, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers laying a point to Denver Broncos. So in full transparency, there were a few other games that I was looking at, and they were both opposite of the games you took. I was going to I, – I just started on just the Ravens. That's the one I feel strongest about. But I was going to take the, the Eagles uh, against the Dolphins. I'll be rooting for you in that game, uh, obviously, So because uh, I'm not betting the Eagles. But I was going to take the Eagles because I, I just think they're, it's a good matchup against Miami. I think with their ground and pound and time of possession, which I think they're going to get back to, I think it could be the time, type of game that could turn the Dolphins' offense a little disjointed if they're not getting the ball that often, and that's what the Eagles are going to attempt to do. So I was going to take them, and believe it or not, I was going to take the Broncos. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball against Green Bay's terrible run defense, but I decided to pass on those two games, so I will um, just root for you to win those games, so I would have uh, saved money by not taking the Eagles and the Broncos, two games I was considering, but like I said, just going with the Ravens. So I started off with the games. Why don't you talk about the player props you like, how many do you have, and how many do you love? Uh, I have seven player props. There's none that I absolutely love. Uh, I like a few of them, so we'll go one by one here. I, I kind of focused a little bit uh, on, on some of these games. I, I really tried to look at kind of pace of games and how I think things are going to be playing, playing out. I was actually just talking to a couple of guys uh, about the Rams situation. We saw today Kyron Williams was placed on injured reserve, so not going to see him back till week 12. I don't know exactly what your thoughts are on how the Rams are going to handle this with the backfield, with also backups being hurt in addition to that. But Daryl Henderson's back. They signed Miles Gaskin. Evans is there. I just happen to think that this is a game where it's a perfect opportunity for Matthew Stafford to throw the football a lot. So one of the bets that I took, actually, over 35 and a half pass attempts for Matthew Stafford. I think you'll see him spread the ball around between uh, Nakua, Cup, and uh, Tyler Higby. I think Higby will be active in this game. Uh, another game, uh, another prop bet I like, Wiz, is... Kirk Cousins, I really like to look at uh, quarterbacks that are going to be on the run a little bit, given the defense that they're playing. So Cousins is home against the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. Uh, Two and a half is the spread for total rushing yards for Kirk Cousins. I'm taking the over two and a half Kirk Cousins rushing yards. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has not been able to get untracked yet uh, with this season, but neither has the entire offense of the New England Patriots. I happen to think they're going to lean on their run game a little bit here. Ramondre Stevenson has played against the Bills on three different occasions. He's gone over 50 yards rushing on all of those occasions. Matt Milano is not there. Uh, There's some banged up. I, I think Ed Oliver is not playing in this game. Obviously, they lost Tredavious White. I think there is a little bit less worries about the Buffalo defense. I'm not saying that they can't still continue, but I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to get on track this week, so I'm going to take over 43.5 yards total for Ramondre Stevenson in this particular ballgame. 
I think Zay Flowers is going to have a little bit of a tr- trouble in this particular game with the wind and stuff. Uh, I think Mark Andrews will be more involved in this game. I'm going to take the under Zay Flowers total uh, receiving yards at 56 and a half. I'm pretty pumped up with what I've seen of Michael Mayer of the Raiders. I picked him up in a couple of different leagues. I'm going to go over two and a half catches for Mayer uh, this week. Jalen Warren, I think, coming out of the break is going to be a lot more active in this offense. Was uh, I'm going over 20 and a half receiving yards for Jalen Warren coming out of the break. And those are my picks for this week, Wiz. All righty. A lot of... Um... A lot of variety there. I'm going to start off with a defensive side of the ball prop that I, I feel really strongly about. I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau over 0.25 sacks uh, against the Commanders. What I like about Sam Howell is the, also the reason why I like this bet. He doesn't take his eyes off downfield. He doesn't get scared. He doesn't jump out of the pocket. But he may break the record for most sacks by a quarterback. Um taken in the season, and I think Kayvon Thibodeau um, is going to get him at least a half a sack on one of those, so I feel pretty good about that one. <clears throat> I think Jordan Love is going to be able to throw the ball, and I think, you know, Christian Watson, was you could see, he's about to get underway here. I like Luke Musgrave a lot in his game as well, so I'm going to go Jordan Love over one and a half touchdowns thrown, and you're getting good odds on that one, and <clears throat> I think Musgrave is going to have a strong game The the Broncos have just been unable to cover tight ends. So I want to go Musgrave over 33 and a half yards or receiving in this game. Um, Kenny Walker anytime touchdown is just something that keeps on giving every single, you know, week he scores a touchdown. I think this will be no different. So I want to go uh, Kenny Walker anytime touchdown. And then <clears throat> finally, I'm going to go uh, same game parlay. I just really love this one. I want to go Puka Nakua over four and a half receptions and over 16 and a half yards receiving. I think you're getting about 120 to a dollar on that on that same game parlay. Um, I'm feeling good about that. That last week's game, four for 26, was an aberration. Uh, so I love Puka Nakua. Four and a half receptions, over 16 and a half yards, receiving same game quality, getting six to five on that one. And uh, that's what I got this week. Uh, there's two other bets that I'm actually thinking about. And the more I think about it, uh, the more I'm probably going to bet these games because you just lit my fire a little bit talking about Jordan Love. And you mentioned Christian Watson. Uh, I know Patrick Satan is on this defense, but the Denver has been susceptible uh, to the pass. Uh, Christian Watson had that big play at the end of uh, the game uh, in week number five before the bye week. I think he'll be much much more active in this game. Uh, I, I was looking at his rushing and receiving yards because you know they like to give him the ball as well on handoffs, but over 58 and a half rushing, rushing and receiving yards for Christian Watson. That's a bet I'm looking at. And, you and I talked about this earlier in the week. You thought that there was going to be potential weather, um, most importantly, wind in that in that Commanders-Giants game. The Giants haven't been able to really stop the run game all that well. Brian Robinson's played two career games against the Giants. Each time he's gone over 80 yards rushing in those games. His line for rushing yards in this particular game is 60 and a half. So I'm, I'm going to go with the over in Brian Robinson rushing yards uh, as well as in this particular game. All righty, we'll see how it plays out. A lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of wages. 
Yeah, lots I going know. on, and I think it's a tough. It's a tough week, Wiz. It's a tough week. With this is, you know, I think you you and I talked about that, right? You look at a number of the starting lineups that people are forced to put out this week with the combination of the injuries and the bye weeks, and you know, this is a potentially moving week in some of these leagues where you have an opportunity to kind of step up while other people are kind of suffering a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the bye week's going to come your way. It doesn't really matter if it's week five, week seven, week nine, week ten. You know, you're going to – every team is going to run into those um, bye weeks, and, you know, you got to kind of navigate your way through them, hope for the best, and uh, – and um and then when when they're over, hopefully you're in a position to make the fantasy playoffs. And uh, it is it is a difficult week, and uh, there's a lot of guesswork going on as well. And was uh, we you know we talk injuries all the time, but like just it's every it's every week. I mean it's every week. I, I don't understand the Rams too. They took a while to put. Kieran Williams was on a scooter with some a cast on his leg. How is it possible that he was not put on injury reserve already? Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> they, they really, like, I don't even know how many plays in a row. They were giving him, in the second half of that game, Sean McVay just said, heck, we're not throwing the ball anymore. That was part of the reason that Puka Nakua um, had such a, a poor game. That won't be the case against Pittsburgh because um, they really don't have anyone that they're going to be able to ground and pound with the way they did against Arizona. Yep. But, um yeah, you know, day to day, then it's week to week, then you hear he's on a scooter, and then, you know, just casually, yeah, IR, four weeks. Like, uh, this is um, this is the pitfalls of fantasy football, and you have to kind of deal with it and navigate through it and, um, and uh, hope, uh, hope it's not too bad where you can't at least uh, – at least you have the ability to try and kill the team. Yeah, and, and let me uh, – so, I mean – I'm of the uh, the belief at this point in time, especially, you know, we talk about bye weeks and how teams want to handle their injured players, but you look at someone like Christian McCaffrey, I know there's a Monday night game, so that kind of complicates matters, but with the Niners having week nine off, uh, you know, this week, you know, going against Minnesota, I'm not saying automatically is going to win, but you got to believe that it kind of plays into management's hands where they say to themselves, hey, you know, we need Christian McCaffrey for the rest of this year. Uh, if he misses a couple of games and then he gets a bye week in addition to that, we don't have to put him on IR and he come back nice and healthy come week 10. I think that's something that you have to, as a, as a fantasy manager, need to be prepared for that potential to happen. Yeah, you know, you, you just don't know what teams are going to do in this type of situation. Uh, looking at their schedule, yeah, they're, they're off um, in week. They have a bye week in week nine, but they play Cincinnati in week eight. So maybe, you know, they say, okay, let's keep McCaffrey out this week, have him ready for the Bengal game. Uh, I think well, all of these all of these options are open. You know, I don't know. Do, he, could he play this week? I guess there is a chance that he does play this week. He could be out until the bye week. Or, like I said, he could skip this week, rest him, and have him ready for a Bengal game, which I sure, I'm sure the 49ers – Consider it to be a much more difficult game than the game against the Vikings, but uh, yeah, these these are tough calls, especially with the 49ers playing on Monday night. You know, what do you do if you don't have Mason, um, you know, or you know, the, the, any of the any of the backups 
for the 49ers and your choice is play a guy on Sunday or play McCaffrey on Sunday, I mean, on Monday, and then you you don't play the guy on Sunday, and then they decide to sit McCaffrey after warm-ups. It's, it really makes for a, a complicated uh, situation if you don't have Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell. And was just one other question. Uh, I kind of put you on the spot here, but October 31st is the trade deadline in the NFL. Uh, which is not that far away. At this point in time, is there a player that you could see? Is there a player that you definitely think is going to move? Obviously, it takes a lot to trade a player because the contractual uh, obligations need to be met uh, for a team to be able to fit that under their cap. Uh, is there one player that you would kind of say could have an impact, number one, from a fantasy perspective that you think could be traded by the trade deadline? Yeah, the one player that I'm really looking at that I think would make sense, depending on the situation, depending, um, I think I think would be Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, that that's a player that I, I think it just is, you know I don't know what the Tannehill situation is, but I just think the arrow is pointing downwards for the Titans for this year. They just want to we may want to reboot and. Um, like the Titans, you know, trying to get something from the Buffalo Bills, you know, he normally, you don't want to really trade a guy in the conference, but Buffalo makes all the sense in the world uh, to be able to get a player like Derrick Henry, and they would probably give up fairly strong draft equity in that type of trade. So I think a player like Henry makes sense to a team like Buffalo makes sense, but there are a bunch of teams that could use, um, you know, Dallas Cowboys. They could use a, a, a Derrick Henry. Um, so we'll have to see how it plays out. But Derrick Henry is the player that I'm keeping my eye on as we hit the deadline. Yeah. I think that's the right guy. I think that's the right guy. You could even, I don't know. I've heard the Ravens even brought up with Derrick Henry. I'm not sure. It, it is kind of strange in, in, in conference that that is definitely something that uh, is not as popular, but uh, given the circumstances, especially with, like you said, Tannehill going down, I don't know how many weeks he's going to be out. Uh, their backup quarterback situation uh, remains as murky as it did coming uh, into last season, and it's uh, not been rectified this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at a team like Detroit. I mean, there, there are teams that, you know, Green Bay, it was kind of like under the radar, but Green Bay was in for Jonathan Taylor. So if they feel they, you know, that can make them a playoff team, certainly the Lions. Uh, so I, there are several teams, and that would, I would feel that would be the type of player that would draw a lot of interest. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Well, hard to believe that uh, week seven is uh, ready to get started in full this weekend. Uh, it was an interesting game on Thursday night, but no, nonetheless, uh, I got a full slate of games starting this thir- uh, starting this Sunday. Uh, enjoy the games, Wiz. We'll talk next week. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Good luck with all your bets and good luck in your fantasy competition. Wiz, see you next week. You as well. Thank you. Yep. See you next week.